Hi, my name is Liz, and this is the Eyes of Wonder podcast, where we just share God's amazing stories of wonder. Um, I originally created this podcast out of something that I feel like the Lord has been calling me to do for a really long time. I started this podcast uh, probably about three months ago, two months ago. Um, it was in August, so August, September, we're on our third month. But I went to summer camp, and it really, like, hit me hard that I was just going through the motions of what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, just the typical day-to-day stuff, like, I work at a church, and so I talk about Jesus all the time, and because of that, my wonder of God had diminished so much. And so that's why we I started Eyes of Wonder, because I never want to forget like that God is wonderful. He has wonder. Um, he shouldn't we should have him in and talk to him every day of our life, but that doesn't shouldn't make him feel ever like an ever daily thing. Like it should still feel special is what I'm saying. And you'll you'll go through times in life where everything feels mundane and everything feels the same old, same old, and then you have days where life is extraordinary and it's amazing and great. And awesome. And so I started this podcast because I wanted to really emphasize and really try to teach myself, like, I should look at God in through eyes of wonder. And I have a dog, if you just heard him bark. Um, this podcast is also done for my living room table. It is nothing special, nothing crazy or super complicated. I bought a $40 mic off of Amazon and plugged it into my laptop, and away we went. Um, So, I'm glad you're here joining us. You can hear my lovely dog. Excuse me. I have been talking a lot this weekend. We have a pumpkin patch at my church, so all day yesterday, me and my friend were out there, and we were just talking to people constantly. And so, like, I started to feel like I'm getting, like, a little laryngitis or Something like that. So I have a bottle of water. Hopefully I'll make it through. But I might cough a few times. I'm sorry. We're very informal here. Um, Just because I'm not formal at all. I am almost 30 and still enjoy a good fart joke. Um, Actually, I went to a birthday party yesterday. And the card I picked out for the said person was nothing but fart jokes. So (laughs) I am just very down to earth. Um, I, there are some things that I do take seriously. I'm working on taking myself seriously so that others will take me seriously. Um, but I'm the biggest goofy gooper ever. Last week we started in the story of Joseph and I told you guys, I work at a church and the church I'm at we do, um, we have curriculum that we buy and the curriculum that we're in right now is actually talking about Joseph too. So it's interesting how they correlate 
a lot because we're talking about grit in our our curriculum. And last week I talked about the word tenacity and they're kind of synonyms. Um, I love the word tenacity. If you want to hear me rage about words or not rage, ramble about words, go check out last week's because I told you guys I have favorite words and I'm weird like that. But like you can hear my voice starting to get really, really gravelly, but it's fine. Um, one of the main things about this podcast is that we're consistent and every day we show up, well, every week. So without further ado, with me rambling on because it's it's been a week for sure um, and it's been a weekend and sometimes you just want to go to sleep for a while, but you can't because you got stuff to do. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those weeks. Anyways, so. I identify with Joseph a lot recently where, like, I mean, he was kind of an arrogant butthole. Not butthole. That's not a nice word to say. I'm sorry. If you're listening to children, I'm sorry. Um, But he, he's just, I could have said something worse, but I didn't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love Jesus. Um, But with Joseph, the story about Joseph, he just gets put into terrible situations that are outside of his control. And I feel that, man. I feel like being put in situations that are just like, all right, there's there's this terrible thing or this terrible thing, and you have to choose. And it's not always fun. So, if you want to follow along in your Bible, um, it is Joseph... Or, sorry, it's called Joseph and Potiphar's house is what we're talking about today. But it is in the book of Genesis, which is the first book of your Bible. And it's chapter 39. Um, with Eyes of Wonder, we're all about telling stories. And some of the best stories are written in the Bible that actually happen. These are true stories. So, you don't believe it? Come at me. I'll tell you they're true. I have proof. Um... Not for every little bit, but for most of it, you can find stuff like, um, for instance, fun fact, you believe Alexander the Great was a real person, right? Well, did you know that the first written record of Alexander the Great was 400 years after his death? Yet people don't believe Jesus was a real person, even though the first written record of him was 35 I believe, 35 years after his death. 35 years, 400. But no one ever worries about Alexander the Great being Alexander the Great. So, there's a fun fact for you. Anyways, rambling. I'm so sorry. If you've listened so far, you get a gold sticker. But, let's start in it. When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer, Potiphar was captain. Sorry, I thought I silenced my phone. Potiphar was captain of the guard of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar. So he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. 
From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's house and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. So Joseph is, you know, like working hard and the Lord was with him, which is, a, I mean, wouldn't it be nice if during like our obituary or whatever, or if someone's writing a story about you and the author wrote, and the Lord was with him and he succeeded in everything he did. Like, that's awesome. Wish I did that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I really enjoy my job. I do. It stresses me out a lot, but I really do enjoy what I do. Um, and I feel like I'm halfway decent at it. So some, so maybe I am with the Lord. I don't know. Anyways, from the day Joseph was put in charge of the master's household, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All of his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Man, wouldn't that be the life? Man, I want to be Potiphar. The only thing you're worried about is what you're going to eat that day? Jeez, that's a great life. <laughs> Joseph was very handsome and a well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Uh-oh. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her. See, when you read the scripture, don't be afraid to, like, read it like it's a kid's Well, not a kid's book. But read it with emphasis. I mean, these are real people and real stories. So... But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It'd be a great sin against God. So like Joseph like put out his boundary said like, no, no, man. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that to my master. I'm not going to do that to God. Like this, there's, here's the line and we're not crossing it. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day. Man, could you imagine someone just coming up to you every single day and like trying to, I mean, that would wear on anybody. But he refused to sleep with her and he kept out of her way as much as possible. See, good job, Joseph. Good job. Because here, here's the thing, guys. Listen up. If you know something is tempting or someone is trying to tempt you, you should avoid them. Right? That would make sense. So, like, if you're trying to stop doing something, don't put yourself in a position that's going to be near that something. Like... For instance, if you smoke cigarettes and you buy cigarettes at the store and this is your, like the store that this is like your cigarette spot, don't go there anymore. Go find another gas station or don't go into the convenience store, buy your gas outside. Um, because if you're going to put yourself in a place of temptation, you're more likely to succumb to it. 
So Joseph right here, he's really trying to guard himself. He put the line, he set the boundary. He's trying to stay strong. And he's staying away from her. So props to you, Joseph. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. ruh raggy <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Scooby-Doo reference. She came and grabbed him by his cloak, demanding, Come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in his hand as he ran from the house. See, Joseph did a good thing. He ran away. He said no. But when she saw that she was holding his cloak he and he had fled, she called out to her servants. Soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. He came into my room to rape me. Jeez. But I screwed, or, but, sorry, but I screamed. When he came, heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind with me. So you see Potiphar's wife, she's lying, lying. But because no one was there, Joseph found himself in a hard position. At our church, we follow like the Billy Graham law of being above reproach. So if you are a member of the opposite sex and you're married, you're not allowed to be in the building by yourself together. So like, for instance, um, if our financial person at our church, she would not be able to be there with the lead pastor at our church because they're not married. And one's a male and one's a female. And because if, I mean, even though it's a workplace, you assume it's a workplace and uh, there would totally be, they would just be working. Um, you always want to make sure that you're above reproach in that kind of situation where you're not putting yourself into speculation and that's kind of what is happening right now with joseph he's being put into speculation and now some potiphar's wife is lying about him she kept her kept the cloak until her husband had came home then she told him her story story <laughs> that he was slave you brought into our house Tried to come in and make a fool and fool around with me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. Like, I can just see her being super dramatic. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his, uh, his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. So, a couple things. One, today's podcast is going to be shorter because my throat's going to uh, cop out on me here in a minute. Um, and I have to teach tomorrow, so fun facts. But Joseph, like, he really tried. And you can see his development as a person. 
the first chapter I read about him last week, he was like, oh, look at my dreams. I have all these dreams. You guys are going to bow down to me. Look at my pretty coat. Father loves me best. I'm going to tattletale on you. Um, but then he sold into slavery. His world gets rocked. He ends up at Potiphar's house, who is captain of the guard. I mean, that means he's a hard butt because... If he's the captain of a guard, he has to make sure that all the other soldiers are in in line. Um, I mean, you think of like a sergeant and you think of someone who's like means business. Um, and so that's very similar. And so when you're thinking about Joseph, I mean, he definitely had some major killer character development while he was in Potiphar's care. Um he wasn't that little whiny, at least in my head, <laughs> the arrogant little teenager anymore. But he definitely had a dose of the real world, if you will. He was able to see what all was going on and everything that happened to him. Sorry, my dog was looking something on the couch and I just wanted to make sure he didn't have food. He's just looking at his paw. Um, like I said, we're real informal here. <clears throat> I don't have ADD or ADHD, but sometimes, man, a squirrel. I'm just kidding. But Joseph really had a come to Jesus kind of meeting. I mean, but the Lord was with him. And I just find that very interesting that it says that over and over in chapter 39. That the Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. So, guess what, guys? The Lord is with you. When life is like tearing you down and you're in slavery and things look like crap, the Lord is with you. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he broke down that barrier. Um, in the resurrection story, when Jesus was crucified and he breathed his last breath, the veil in the tabernacle tore from top to bottom. What significance does that have? Well, if you look at the Old Testament, the tabernacle has different areas. So you have like the courtyard, and then you have the holy area, and then the most holy area. Well, the most holy area, priests were only allowed to go in there, I think, once or twice a year into that area, but it was covered by a veil. And then you had the holy area where they would do like um, their uh, blessings and stuff like that. And then the courtyard where they would do the offerings. Um, and when Jesus died on the cross, that veil ripped. Well, it wasn't saying that God was leaving, but it's saying that barrier between God and us is now destroyed. That What does that mean? Well, that means that you can talk directly to God. You don't have to talk through a priest to God. You don't have to go through a middleman or a middle person or anything like that. You have a direct line to him. God is with you. Well, what does that mean? Well, when you believe in Jesus, all your sins are, I mean, he pays the price for your sins. 
And so you're, you're made holy and sanctified. <clears throat> and that means that like you can pray and you can talk to the Lord and you can have that one-on-one -on -one relationship. Like when the Bible says like God, our father, that is one of the hardest relationships for me to understand just because I lost my dad at a very young age. But to know that like God is our father makes him more personable. He's not a person with a magnifying glass and we're ants with the little antennas and he's trying to burn our antennas off. No, we can see in the story of Joseph that God was with Joseph. And, but in the Old Testament, God would also like leave people. Um, you can see it in like, with Saul and Samson. And like it says, the spirit of the Lord left him. Man, that would suck, wouldn't it? But because of Jesus, like we have the Holy Spirit now. And he's here to stay um, until, you know, everything else goes. All the fun stuff in Revelation. But... I just want you guys to know that whatever you're going through, like, God gets it. He truly does. <clears throat> and I'm not just saying that. I'm sorry for coughing. I'm telling you, my throat is almost done. Um, but this is really important to me, and it should be important to you. But God is, I mean, he gets it. He understands. Jesus walked this earth. He dealt with hard stuff. People dying and people lying and betraying you. And you thought this person was your friend and they sell you out. Like, he gets it. He understands. And I feel like sometimes we think that, like, God is, like, this perfect person, which, I mean, he was. Jesus was a perfect person. But we don't realize that, like, he had emotions, he dealt with crap. He, I mean, he probably stubbed his toe before. And, oh, when you stub your pinky on a piece of furniture, oh, he's probably done that. Um, Got a splinter in his hand. I mean, he was a real person. Like, he probably had a bloody nose every now and again and a cold or um, stuff like that. I mean, he was a kid. Um. It's always interesting because people are like, well, did Jesus have acne? Which I think is really interesting to talk about because he was supposed to, he's like the, the uh, lamb of God and they're supposed to be blemish free and zits are blemishes. So did he have acne? Um, more than likely he probably did because <laughs> he was fully human and fully God, which in our human brains doesn't really make sense because you can't have 200% and 100%. But with God, it works. And I'm okay with that. I don't need to know everything. I just need to know the things that I need to know. Right? And I feel like the older you get in life, you stop wanting to know everything. Just because there's some things that you just don't want to know. Like, did you know yellow jackets are carnivores? Didn't know that. Now you do. I know this because we were at the park day today after church and a yellow jack was eating a chicken nugget. So that was fun. 
nightmares. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I hope you look at Joseph and realize that like growth happens under pressure. Um, diamonds, I mean, to make a diamond, you have to have intense heat and intense pressure. And it comes from carbon, a piece of charcoal. But yet, when you put it under pressure like that, it turns into a diamond. So when life gets hard and when life is just kicking you in the butt, have tenacity. Keep going. Be per- Keep persevering. Took Thomas Edison a thousand times to try to find a, the correct way to make a light bulb. I think by 25 tries, most of us would have given up. But I'm glad he did it because there's a light right above me. If we didn't have light bulbs, life would be weird. Because now we take light bulbs for granted. I mean, being able to flip on a switch is amazing. Love the 21st century. (laughs) Alrighty, guys. Well, I'm getting close to 30 minutes. And that's usually when my thing stops recording and then I have to start a new segment. And my voice can't handle that right now. But I love you guys. I'm going to pray for y'all. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know it was kind of rambly and stuff like that. Um, Prayers would be appreciated right now. Um, I'm just going through some stuff. And stuff isn't always fun. So... (laughs) I'm taking this medication that makes me want to murder everyone and hug everyone all at the same time. But I'm almost done with it. So once I'm done with it, we'll be all good. So just pray that I don't murder people and then hug them because that would be terrible. (laughs) Alrighty, guys. I love y'all. Let's pray. Hey, God, I just pray for the people that are listening to this podcast, Lord. I just pray that you help them to glean whatever uh, encouragement they were able to off of this. I pray that you are able to help them grow in their faith with you and grow in their walk. I pray that you just encourage them and they walk away uplifted and ready to fight whatever giant they have facing them. Lord, thank you for people like Joseph who showed us what tenacity and grit is and that when things are like a roller coaster, sometimes It gets better and then it drops and then it gets better and then it drops. Lord, I just pray when we talk about Joseph next week that we really see your glory through it all and see the bigger picture. Thank you, God, for all that you do in our lives. In your name that we pray. Amen. I'll see you guys next week. Well, not really see, but you'll hear me next week, I guess. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like I said, it's been a day. (laughs) Love you guys. Mm -hmm.